Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button. It means a lot. It doesn't cost anything to hit that subscribe button and like this video and hit that bell to get all my notifications for all my upcoming videos, folks. It doesn't cost anything. But, folks, if you're not looking at this on YouTube and you're looking at this or listen to this on the podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine, folks. Anywhere there's a streaming platform for when it comes to podcasts, like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review. It means a ton. Please help me grow the channel so much. But, folks, today we're going to talk about Steve Sarkeesian versus the field. And when I say Steve Sarkeesian versus the field, Sark, Sark versus the field, we're talking about Sark as a team builder at his first Power 5, um, you know, coaching tenure. And uh, I was talking to some sooner, you know, friends of mine, and we we're talking about Coach Sarkeesian at Washington. And they said that Washington was was an, was an epic failure for for Coach Sarkeesian. I say, no, it wasn't. I got a great counter to that. But prior to us getting to that counter, folks, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. Folks, our first sponsor is BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com, type in the promo code Nino's Corner, get your 125% sign-up bonus. Folks, that's free money to bet on fights, to bet on games, whatever you want to do. BetUS.com. Go click the link in the description down there, folks. It'll take you right there to it, and you get your 125% sign-up bonus free money. Uh, second sponsor, folks, is Manscaped.com. Folks, go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code Nino's Corner. Get you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Again, using the promo code Nino's Corner at Manscaped.com. But you guys can come in for that, folks. You guys come in for this content I'm about to bring to you about this Sark versus the field. And what I mean by Sark versus the field, like I told you before, folks, it's how Sark was able to build his teams in Washington. And we're seeing exactly how that is, uh, you know, working for him now at the University of Texas and how he's building this team. Um, a lot of people love to forget uh, that Steve Sarkeesian in his first five years when he coached at Washington for his first head coaching stop, that team was 0-12 the season before he got there. And he was able to build a great foundation and leave that school. When he left, the last record for that school was 9-4. and So in a five-year span, he built a team that went 0-12 prior to him getting there to going 9-4 and by the time he left there. He left the program in a lot better than what he founded. Um, and we saw what you know, Coach Peterson was able to do afterwards, but Sarkeesian definitely, Coach Sark put the foundation in for that team. And a lot of my friends that aren't Texas fans, they love to rag on Sark and say that those those first five years, they weren't nothing. But I got some examples of three coaches, three coaches um, that are really, really good coaches, two that are great coaches, Hall of Fame coaches. Um, and I went back and looked at their first tenure as head coaches and I wanted to see exactly how they did in those first five years of being a head coach at a power five uh, institution and see how they stacked up against Sark and you'll be very surprised sir you know folks exactly what you're going to see here but let's get into let's get into the first um, candidate here that we're going to talk about so let me share my screen here and the first person that we're going to talk about coach number one let's take a look Coach number one, folks, is, I'm not going to tell you the name. You guys will find out here pretty soon. So with coach number one, 
first off, let's take a look at Sark. Sark coached Washington um, from 2009 to 2013. The previous season record, like I told you guys there before, was 0-12. He coached there five seasons. He had a 34-29 and record. Um, as the head coach at Washington, he was one and two in bowl games and he had one AP top 25 finish. OK, the coach that I want to talk about here, folks, um, the previous season record prior to this coach entering the power five. Now, let me give you a little backstory on this coach. This coach has coached a team um, that was in the Mountain West Conference and they got elevated to a power five conference. Um, and and once they entered the power five. This is the first five years of this coach's power five coaching uh, tenure with the school that he is currently at now. He's been coaching at the school for 18 years. Um, so his first five years in, in P5 competition, he went 37 and 26. Mind you, in the Mountain West Conference, this coach went 10 and three the previous season. All right. So he had a bowl record of three and oh, and he had two AP top 25 finishes. Folks, who is this coach? Who is this coach? Well, let's see. Who is this coach, folks? I'm going to let you know who this coach is right now. That coach is Cal Whittingham. Cal Whittingham from Utah. I think everybody can uh, um, agree that Coach Whittingham is a great coach, one of the top coaches here in the country. His time at Utah from 2011 to 2015. Like I said, the previous season, that team was 10 and three. When he was in the Mount West Conference, he was coaching that team. And like I said, 37 and 26 was his first five years in P5 competition. Um, Sark's first five, 34 and 29. Mind you, Sark had a lot uh, more steep of a road and a steep of a hill to climb than Whittingham. Whittingham already had this culture in place. He was getting the players that he wanted. Um, he, he had been there previously for quite some time. Um, and Sark was brand new to a team that was 0-12 the year before he got there. So let's talk about exactly what, what Sark did and, and, and how he elevated his team at Washington. So prior to Sark coming, uh, Washington's offense ranked the 117th ranked offense in the country at that time out of 119 teams. And the defense ranked 116th ranked team out of 119 teams as well. Um, so you're looking at some horrible offense and horrible defense prior to Sark getting there. Now, we all know Sark is an offensive guru, right? He's one of the best play callers here in college ball. And I'm going to tell you guys this is exactly how good he got that offense in a five-year time frame to mimic exactly what he wanted and just how great he got that offense to be. After year one, that offense went from 117th ranked offense in the country to, to number 16. Uh, year two, it fell to number 96. Year three, the offense went to number 25. Year four, the offense went to number 90. But year five, the year that he left, that offense was a top 18 offense here in the country. So he went from the 117th out of 119 teams ranked um, offense to the number 18th ranked offense in the country by the time he left the University of Washington. You leave it better than when you got there. On the defensive side of the ball, I told you guys, he had the 116th ranked defense prior to him getting there. By year five, that defense was a top 30. It was the number 30 ranked defense uh, in all of college football when he left Washington. So he brings a team that has 117th ranked offense and 116th ranked defense in the country. When he leaves there, they're the 18th ranked offense and the 30th ranked defense. Outstanding numbers. 
outstanding numbers you're seeing, the culture, the foundation that Steve Sarkeesian has built there at, at the University of Washington. Proud of Coach Peterson getting there and doing what he did, making the college football playoffs and doing his thing there as well. Great foundation for Coach Sarkeesian. Again, let's look at Cal Whittingham. Cal Whittingham, told you guys, a 37 and 26 record there. Um, and he had a, let's see, in the previous season, he went 10 and 3. Um, but when he got to that Power 5 competition, folks, when he got there to that Power 5 competition, uh, his first year, that defense, this offense was ranked 75th in the country. By the end of his uh, of his tenure there, the offense was ranked 54th in the country. Um, that defense went from the 119th ranked defense in the country, his first year in Power 5, all the way down to number 31, all the way up to 31, I'm sorry. So you're seeing that once these guys get in the groove and they're able to get their system and their program in place, you're seeing that on their side of the ball, we know Woodyham is a hell of a defensive mind. You're seeing exactly uh, him change the culture and change exactly what that team is supposed to stand and mean for on the defensive side of the ball, going from 119 to 31 in five years. And for Sark on the offensive side of the ball, going from 117 to 18 within five years before he left to go to USC. So that is Sarkeesian versus coach number one. So, folks, let's look at uh, coach number two. Who is going to be coach number two? This is going to be a real good one. It's going to be a real good one. I think you guys are going to be very shocked by coach number two. So when I take a look at coach number two, folks, again, I already told you guys about Sark's record. But coach number two, his first five years of coaching a P5 team, a Power 5 team. He coached 10 years at this school, and I only charted the first five years to give you uh, uh, just a comparison. The previous record from the coach prior to him getting there was 5-6. and six. So he still had a little bit better situation in the 0-12 that, that, that Sark was uh, handed. But over his first five years, that coach went 24-31-1. and one. They, had, they were 1-0 and in, in bowl games compared to Sark's 1-2, and, and they also had one AP top 25 finish. That was the, that was the, that was season number five. So you tell me this, any coach that goes 24, 31 and one over the first five years, you're going to be calling for that coach's head, right? If Sark goes 24 and 31 over his first five years here at Texas, we're going to want him fired, right? We're, we're definitely going to want him fired. Well, not so fast, my friend. Let's take a look at who coach number two is. Coach number two is none other than Mac Brown. Mac Brown, guys. Mac freaking Brown. The previous coach at the University of Texas, a Hall of Fame coach in college football. Mac Brown from 1988 to 1992. Mac Brown, uh, his first five years at North Carolina. You see, folks, he coached at, 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 at App State first. And then his first Power Five head coaching job was at North Carolina. We understand what Mac Brown did at North Carolina. They had some great things happen. That's what, that's what propelled him to become a head coach at the University of Texas and do great things at Texas. And that's why he is a Hall of Fame college football coach. But let's take a look at Mac Brown's stats when he was at Oklahoma. I'm, I'm sorry, not, not Oklahoma, North Carolina. All right. So if we take a look in the previous season, when I think it was Crum was the coach there. I think David Crum was the coach there. I could be mistaken. Don't, don't hold me to that. But in the previous season, that uh, offense – for North Carolina, ranked number 76 in the country, okay? And the defense ranked number 28. I'm sorry, I think number 78. I'm sorry, not 28, 78. Now, if we go back and look at uh, Max' tenure, 
Max tenure, his first two years at North Carolina, he went one and ten in both seasons. Could you imagine if Steve Sarkeesian went one and ten last year and one and ten this year? He would be fired by year three. You know, I think people need to understand uh, that it takes time to be a champion and to be great. What if North Carolina would have gave up on Mac Brown there? Mac Brown would have never been in Texas. He would have never got a national championship with a guy like Vince Young. He would have never um, taken the team to a championship against Alabama with Colt McCoy. And uh, he would not be a Hall of Famer if North Carolina decided to fire him after he went 2-20 and 20 in his first two seasons. But he took that defense from being uh, ranked as low in that top in, in that five-year span. I'm sorry, he took that offense ranked as low as 103rd in nation in that five-year span up to number 35 in the nation in his fourth year. And by his fifth year, they dipped down to number 47 in the nation. But he kept that defense side of the ball. He kept that defense side of the ball hungry. They were ranked 102nd when he first got there. By the time he left, they were ranked number 29 and 36, respectively, in his fourth and fifth year. So North Carolina gave Mac Brown time to uh, mature and marinate and, and, and be a head coach there and do great things. And he did that. Like I said, the first season he was one and ten. Second season he was one and ten. Third season he was six, four, and one. Uh, fourth season he was seven and four. And his fifth season he was nine and three. Right. So you got to give these coaches time to be great. Greatness does not come quick. It ain't instant grits, folks. It's not instant grits. My grandmother tells me all the time. Well, you know, like rest in peace to my grandmother, but she's telling me all the time. Things don't happen fast. It's not instant grits. <laughs> so just think. If Steve Sarkeesian goes two and twenty in his first two seasons here at Texas, we're calling for his head. Matt Brown goes two and twenty in North Carolina. They give him time. They give him another eight years, and he builds a hell of a program, a program so good that it propels him to be the head coach at the University of Texas, the same job that Coach Sarkeesian holds right now. So I'm not done yet, folks. I got one more coach. I got one more coach that we're going to talk about here. One more coach. Let's take a look at this other coach, folks. Let's take a look at coach number. Three. Who is coach number three? I'm not going to tell you coach number three is. I'm just going to show you his stats. Coach number three, folks. Coach number three. The previous record from the coach that he replaced at this school was five and six. This coach coached five seasons at this school. Only five seasons. During this tenure, that coach went 34, 24, and 1. He was 0-3 in bowl games, and he had one AP top 25 finish. Let me go through the record of this coach. This coach went 6-5 and five his first year. Sark went 5-7. and seven. His second year, this coach went 6-6. Six and six. Sark's second year, he went 7-6 and six at Washington. The third year, this coach went 7-5. and five. The third year, Sark went seven and six. In the fourth year, this coach went six and six. In Sark's fourth year, he went seven and six. In the fifth year, this coach went nine and two. Sark went eight and four, didn't coach the bowl game, uh, but that team ended up finishing one nine and four. Who is this coach, folks? Who is this coach? Well, let's take a look and see exactly who this coach is. I think you guys are going to be very surprised when I show you exactly who this coach is. This coach is none other than the greatest college 
football coach of all time, Nick Saban. Nick Saban's first Power Five uh, job was at Michigan State from 1995 to 1999. He did five years there prior to him going to LSU. Like I said, folks, he went five and six in the previous season with the coach that was there prior to him. And he goes 34 and 24 and one. Sark goes 34 and 29. Saban's 0 and 3 in bowl games, one AP top 25 finish. Hey, guys, over a five year span, those numbers aren't great. But guess what? You got to let a coach be great. You got to give him time to be great, not instant grits. What was uh, Saban's defense in his office? We all know Saban's calling is, is, is his defense. So his his defensive side of the ball, let me take a look at that, folks. In the previous year, from the previous coach, they were 60th in the country. Okay, Saban gets them. First season, they're number uh, 26. Second season, they go down to 58. Third season, 28. 48 in his fourth season, and then he finishes at 25th in the nation. All right, so Saban, within the five-year span, was able to get that defense down from a number 60th ranked defense prior to him getting there to number 25 in the nation, which we all know that is Nick Saban's calling card is the defense side of the ball. Now, the offensive side of the ball, that team was 47th in the nation prior to Nick Saban getting there. By the time Nick Saban leaves here, he has that offense down to 22nd in the nation. He had Michigan State rocking. Okay? Now, just to mind you folks, I'm not saying that Steve Sarkeesian is the next uh Nick Saban, or he's the next Mac Brown, or he's even Cal Whittingham. I'm not saying that, folks. What I'm saying is, for a coach to be great, you have to give these coaches time to not only put in their program, putting put in their foundation, get their players in. You got to give them time to marinate and do great things and be seasoned as a head coach. And so, those I just gave you three really good coaches. Uh, one who we're very familiar with in Mac Brown. One of the best coaches here ever at the University of Texas, Hall of Fame coach. The other, it's only the GOAT, Nick Saban. And the other, Cal Whittingham, is he's not an up-and-coming coach. He's an established, great coach that garners results. And one thing that I will say about Sark when he was at Washington, the road for Sark at Washington probably rivals what Cal Whittingham has at at Utah, but it's so hard to recruit at Washington. He had a lot more difficult situation than, than Nick Saban did at, at Michigan State. Michigan State gets their gets their recruits. It is um, a contested rivalry with Michigan. Um, so, you know, you're going to have folks that go for Michigan, folks that go for Michigan State. Some kids are going to go to Michigan State out of spite of going to Michigan. Uh Coach Mac Brown had North Carolina. We all understand about the talent in the Southeast, North Carolina, South Carolina. He's in a talent-rich hotbed, right? Steve Sarkeesian is in Washington at that time. Do you understand what it's like to recruit in Washington? Do you understand what it's like to recruit against a USC and a UCLA? At the time, Oregon with all the uniforms, all the hype, and the money from Nike. Do you understand what that's like? Nah, it's not that easy to coach in that state and to build a program. And Steve Sharkeesian was on his way building that program. That's why I have the utmost confidence that with all the resources that Texas has here in this state, that I think Steve Sarkeesian is the right man for this job. So when I say Sark versus the field, I'm not saying Sark's going to be the next Saban. I'm not saying it's going to be the next McBrown. I'm not saying that, folks. But what I'm saying is we live in an age right now of social media. And with social media, folks, 
We want things right now, instant gratification. And I think we need to sit back sometimes and realize that if we had social media back then, Mac Brown wouldn't have made it out of North Carolina. He just wouldn't have. And I love Coach Brown. I love him to death. Nick Saban might not have made it out of Michigan State after his first three years. I read the numbers off to you in the first three years. Nick Saban went 19 and 16 in his first three years, right? It was the same old, same old from the previous coach. Matt Brown in his first three years, folks, he went eight and 24. If anybody would be at eight and 24 at the University of Texas, they're not making it out of year three. That's it. So the meaning of this video, folks, is to understand that I think Steve Sarkeesian is not only a, a really good team builder, he knows how to build a team, folks. We're on the right track here at the University of Texas. He's doing what he has to do to build this team the right way, especially with us entering into the SEC here no later than 2025. We're seeing that he's building the trenches. A hell of an offensive line class here for the 2022 cycle. And we're seeing the fruits of that labor right now. We're seeing a Kelvin Banks Jr. who's not only playing like in a freshman All-American, he's playing like an All-American. He might be the number one tackle in the Big 12 right now. We're seeing a guy like Cole Hudson who's able to come in and be plugged in into that right guard position and doing some really good things. We're seeing the offensive line haul that we had for the entire 2022 cycle. We're seeing the offensive line haul that we have for the 2023 cycle. We're seeing that Steve Sarkeesian is building the foundation of this program exactly like he built the foundation for the program at the University of Washington and how Coach Peterson was able to take that foundation and do great things with that as well. But we're not going to need Coach Peterson here because I think we've got the right man here at the University of Texas and Steve Sarkeesian is going to lead us to where we need to go. And I got the utmost confidence in him. Once you go back and dig through these, uh, through the data, look through the files, look at exactly what he has done at these other programs, you can't be nothing but happier for this guy and for his and for the situation that he's in, but most importantly for the kids that he's leading and the parents that are trusting their kids to him. So, folks, I'm all in on Steve Sarkeesian. I'm all in on Coach Sark. And if anybody ever tells you that he was just blah, blah, blah coach in, in, in five years at Washington, I want you to point him to this video, and I want you to tell him, go look at that Hall of Fame coach that coached at Texas, um, who in his first five years at North Carolina, he was, what was the number? 24-31-1. Go look at that greatest coach of all time in college football in Nick Saban. And in his first five years as a Power 5 coach at Michigan State, Nick Saban was 34-24-1. Go tell him to go look at a present-day uh, guy in Cal Whittingham who lit it up in the group of five and he's in the Mountain West Conference uh, with Utah. When they go to the Power Five, his record is 37-26 and 26 over his first five years. So, yes, Sark, I think, had a tougher road than all of them. He took over a team that didn't win a game in the previous season before he got there, which means that he really – had to build a culture because that culture was a losing culture. He really had to build a culture. And you got to applaud him for bringing the Washington to the position at which they were when he left. He left Washington a lot better than when he got there. So think about that for a minute, folks. We got our coach, folks. I'm excited. I'm excited for the program. I'm excited for the future.
But on that note, folks, I got to go. It's time to watch some football. But I'm going to end this podcast like I end all my podcasts. Tell you guys to do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. I understand your brilliance. Nino's Corner. I'm out. Horn's always up. Hook them all day long.